Hello and welcome to Shades and Layers. I'm your host, Kutwa Nuskosana Rechi. This week on Shades and Layers, we look at alternative funding and further education for entrepreneurs. Jennifer Dyer is my guest today, and she's going to help us unpack how to do things differently when raising capital or keeping your business skill set up to date. Jennifer is a five-time CEO and currently on a journey of supporting entrepreneurs by tapping into her global business network and teaching all that she has learned during her two-decade-long international business career. Some of the companies she has founded in the US and the UK include Celebrity Fastcard, JH2 Media Group, 2V Live Streaming, way before Tidal and Spotify, as well as Yappa, an audio and video-only commenting widget that you can add to your website or social pages. Jennifer Dyer is an innovator, therefore it's not surprising that she's focusing her efforts on teaching you how to find alternative sources of capital and the knowledge you need to be a success as an entrepreneur. This month, Jennifer is introducing her online education platform called E100 Clubs. Let's find out all about that, as well as its predecessor, The Unsophisticated Bag. Here's Jennifer. I describe my work as being a black female entrepreneur in the industry that's striving for change and in in the process of wanting, because we do, wanting to attain a level of success or a level of accomplishment. At the same time, I describe my work as also wanting to be able to connect with other female entrepreneurs or business owners or visionaries, become a part of a community of women that are striving to attain whatever their dreams and passions are. So I describe my work as full on (laughs) every day. Um, But I think the deeper part for me is to make a mark, I think, um, Kitalano, I really want to leave more than just what the processes are of running a business. Mm -hmm. I don't want just to be, okay, so I've attained a level of success, I've done this, I've done that, and this is gone, I've social media, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that suggest that you're doing really well are, for me, the um, aesthetics. Right. um, the, 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 The deeper... Uh, value for me and need is to be able to make a difference even in one person's life Mm. even to be able to encourage another even to be able to inspire another bring somebody else into the fold who who may not have the same level of experience as me to make a mark to touch someone Mm. and be touched myself in that process so I think that's my answer to that So what does that look like in reality? What uh, What is your business and how do you work with these women whose lives you want to touch? I've been a five-time CEO. I'm really honoured and privileged to say, to, to, to say that. And, um, <laughs> I've led companies that are across entertainment and technology. Mm-hmm. The last of these companies was a company called Yappa, Yappa World, where I created an audio and video commenting tool. So in the comment sections that you guys see online, um, we developed a tool that was audio audio and video only. And it was a way in the trolling, just the fact that you can have these nimble fingers when you're hiding behind a, a screen because it's just 
um, text. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to address this idea of um, allowing organizations and companies who some of some of them had actually deleted their comment sections to yeah. have a comment section where you could build a community. So you're now you're building your own sort of social network on your own website. And so that was the last business that um, I headed up, actually going through a process of being acquired at the moment. I took a step back and inside of that whole process, I had the opportunity to be a part of a number of different panels and speaking engagements, be a part of different communities, speaking with women and being available to women. And I, I think in, in reality, for me, what that looks like now is that I've taken a step back from my role as a CEO and I've dived into more mentorship and coaching. And I'm really, really happy after all these years, rather than where I've had to do it a bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, I could never fully commit. Right. I made a decision at the beginning of 2023 to totally commit. I have enough experience and tools, the good times, the bad times, the tough times, the two <laughs> yeah, I'm times. I'm sure, five times, the yeah. Times, right? <laughs> to be able to really offer something that's authentic, that's true, that's real, that could make a difference. So right now, it is, that's what I do full time. Mm -hmm. I'm fully into coaching and I'm fully into mentoring. And I I think we'll talk about it later on, later on. I've set up a couple of other projects that embrace that and allows that flow to happen. So yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of mentoring are you offering? Are you one-on-one -on -one group? How does it work? So Kitalani, what are the one of the key, I think, one of the key challenges of a business owner and an entrepreneur as a startup mm -hmm. is raising capital. Mm -hmm. As a woman, no matter your color, as a black woman, even harder. And so when I landed, I wanted to find an area of that really needed to be addressed and raising capital has always been a challenge. And so for me and my journey, I wasn't able to raise capital with ordinary commercial VCs just because of the way it's set up, their cookie cutter type of structure, sure. you know, the San Fran kind of way in which they look at women, particularly black women, listen, 2%, less than 2% of women get VC money. Yeah. And so I had to find another route across the last 15 years of my journey. And I kind of got into and found high net worth individuals. And these are people that could be, you know, whether they're celebrities, or they could be your doctor, they could be a friend that was in real estate and exited really well. They could be a business person that's exited really well, but they're just ordinary people really looking to back and support ordinary people that have come to the table with a cookie cutter. And I raised over $13 million, Kachilano. Wow, in the last that's substantial, years. yeah. Yes. And so when I took that step back and I went into mentoring, the first thing that I wanted to do is that there is another route to raise capital that doesn't have to have you going into these rooms, which are predominantly led by white men, guys, from Princeton or Harvard. Mm -hmm. It's a close-knit who you know. You know, it's a very stringent structure, but there is another route to raise capital. So I created this course called The Unsophisticated Bag, mm -hmm. where I teach not just women, whoever wants to join, but particularly women I invite, how to raise capital with everything. But more importantly, and I'm really excited about this, because there are so many accelerator programs out there, 
and workshops and how to raise capital. And you go into these moments, you spend thousands of dollars, they give you a lot of good presentation documentation, and you come out of it and you probably met maybe two VCs. Like, what do you do after you end those courses? Right. So I was really, really determined to be able to give my clients a list of, an email list of high net worth individuals that after the course, they can have a level deeper. And we literally match your business with the right high net worth individuals. So if you're in AI, if you're in the subscription business, if you're in entertainment, if you're in like whatever you're doing, if you're in healthcare, I give you a list of over a hundred high net worth individuals that are pointed and committed to that particular vertical, whether with philanthropy, whether charitable, whether they're still working in the industry. And so it's a real match made in heaven. And it's just been such a great resource for so many people Mm -hmm. because they get to have great lists and they go on. And when they're having these first forward conversations, everybody's already connected. Everyone already, already has something in common. Yeah. So that's what I've kind of done so far. Yeah, that's fantastic because I was, you know, that was one of my next questions. Like, how is it different from charitable donations? When I said philanthropy or charitable, what I was trying to get across there is that they have an affinity to your vertical. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't matter what area it is, whether it's a commercial investment or whether it's a charitable investment, but the high net worth individual has an interest in your right. vertical just okay. for clarity. And so the, the the wonderful thing about um high net worth individuals, it comes with the same kind of collateral in terms of expectation. If they're going to invest $25,000 or $100,000, yes, there's equity that they want to be able to be given. There's an exchange. It's just that you get to those conversations and that those negotiations a lot easier and a, and a lot more, I believe, in a humanistic form uh, as, a, as opposed to this real kind of robotic pattern yeah. that happens. Um, so it's the usual standard. You know, they like your project. They want to invest a hundred thousand. They want to know what they're going to get as a role as a part of that. Oftentimes, they like to be offered an invitation to become an advisor or a consultant, or maybe be on the board, as well as being able to get some level of exchange of shares. And 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 that's kind of normal. It's just that it's it's just truly fair play. But the actual exchange or the actual transaction is is similar. They're not doing it for nothing, but they're just more sensitive. There's, you know, acknowledgement of what it's taken for that particular individual to get to where they go. So yeah, it's um it's a real opportunity and it's certainly another option. Yeah. And, you know, who who would you take into this program? At what stage of uh, growth should they be when they come to you? Good question. Good question. I've said to most of the potential clients that come to me that they should at least have what I call show and tell, Mm -hmm. which means please have a website already. Please have that idea, a website. Maybe you you may not have an MVP. But you have a website, 
you have some assembly of a team, maybe you have a CTO, a, even, if, even if it's just you and your CTO, that's very valuable as a team. So that's a two-man band. There is also a requirement for you to have at least done some level of research and testing this product right. um, with the users just to give them to to be given some type of feedback on what the possibilities of it doing what you're suggesting you're going to do. Better still, if you want to go up a level, that you have some sort of presentation deck that you can send out, Mm -hmm. something that sort of describes the opportunity, something that also describes the financial opportunity. Yes. Um, And and whilst it doesn't have to be this five-year thing even if it's like okay this is our first year but it just shows commitment it shows organization it shows your written value that you have something that you can share it's alive you're just showing that it has breath Mm -hmm. and this is how I look at it Kutalanu it's like a baby (laughs) the baby's alive right breathing crying (laughs) switching doing all these beautiful things but it's a baby and it's not less than a, 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 a human, fully grown woman like me. Mm-hmm. Like it, that little tiny baby that's just been born is still valued. Yeah. Everybody loves the baby and just like gravitates. It's like, oh my gosh, this baby now needs nurturing. So I look at it like that. Just have the baby. Right. That's right. all you need with high net worth individuals. Just at least have the baby. And you go forward. Whereas with a lot of VCs, they want more than a baby. They want to see real numbers. They want to see real financial uh, month-on-month returns. They want to see, you know, customers. They want to see (laughs) all of those numbers and retention, which is so hard because everybody starts at that baby point. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're going to have to start out as a baby. Nobody starts out as an adult. And that's one of the reasons that it's really been frustrating. Like, you know, use the same concept, guys. Like you ask all these questions, you have all these expectations, but there's not one business that's ever started as a grown adult. In layers, and today our focus is on raising capital and real time education for entrepreneurs. Five time CEO Jennifer Dyer is the guest unpacking the ticks and trips through the story of her global entrepreneurial journey. Up next, she'll be talking about her latest venture, a community and expert driven online learning platform, E100 Clubs. This was birth out of the fact that I love that I was reaching and touching because in the unsophisticated bag course, I would only take maybe maximum I would take was six people because mm-hmm. I really wanted to be hands on. And another part of my experience of learning as an as a as a CEO of a startup was when we're in that space running our businesses, oftentimes, more often times, we have to reach out to third-party vendors, whether it's a branding company to help mm-hmm. us with our branding, or a media company, or a marketing company. And one of the things, um, Tutelano, where I really felt I fell down was I did not have enough knowledge because I'm one in the process of my business 
and the key essentials. What I didn't have was enough knowledge to really be able to understand what these third-party vendors were doing. Right. So I ended up spending so much more money as they're coming to me saying, oh, you need this, you need to do this, you need to do that. And lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge had me playing to that tune. And out of the fact that I wanted to touch more people, I created the E100 Club, which is like a business school for entrepreneurship, where we have 10 different clubs, whether you want to join the business to business club, the e-commerce club, the social media club, it is a marketplace where you can just find everything you need to sharpen your skills, to be educated, to be trained into whatever it is that you, that you need for yourself and all your business. It's not just for business owners. It could be that you just want to sharpen yourself on your career. Right. The other the other thing is is that you know we go off. And we do these courses for maybe 12 months, six months, spend quite a bit of money on them. And by the time you're finished, the industry's changed. Exactly. Everything's moving so fast exactly. and changing so quickly. With the E100 Club, we are just on trend. We are relevant and right on point. We update every single month. So I'm really excited that I get to speak into number one, touching more people. Whether you are just career driven and you want to, you know, sharpen up your skills, whether you're an employer Mm -hmm. who wants Mm -hmm. to invest in your employees, whether you are a business owner that wants to be able to have a little bit more control and knowledge of your business, the E100 Club gives you all of that. So we have three membership tiers um, where you can join one club, you can join three clubs, or you can have all access and the main thing I'm super excited about is that for every club you join, you have a community. You have the e-club right. community. Mm-hmm. So you get to connect with like-minded people that's doing the business to business club. There are courses, there are audio courses, there are templates, there are exa- it's just loaded and beautiful. And the price point is amazing. I wanted again to what do, do you something. Charge? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do something with this. Again, like the unsophisticated bag, I it's quite expensive. I say that myself, but that's because it's that personal one-to-one mentoring and coaching. Absolutely. And you get this whole list, right? Fine if you could invest. But when I say expensive, we are still so much more reasonable than your usual your usual accelerator programs. The E100 Club, for one club that gives you the club, that gives you a course, that gives you unlimited access to so many different things, whether it's the e-books and the community, is $39.99. Oh, wow. If you want to join three clubs, maybe you want to sort of like, do you know what, I want to change it all. I want to kind of do marketing, branding, and business, $69.99. And for $99.99, you have all access. I want not just business owners, but individuals to be able to invest in themselves right. at a place and at a price that they can afford. And one of the great things I'm really excited about is I'm gearing up to launch it in countries and territories that don't have it, don't have access to this oh, type tell of me material. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going into the Africas. Right. I'm just gearing up. We're looking at that at Tanzania, at Nigeria, at uh, in in Rwanda. Um, been in the Caribbean, in Jamaica, like we're online. So this information, which is so valuable, is just not available 
in certain territories. So one of the things I'm really excited about the U100 Club is that not only do I get to encourage and touch uh, my community in the US and my community in the UK, I get to touch communities that ordinarily just wouldn't have access to this type of information and support. You could argue that LinkedIn also has courses and all of that, but it feels like you've got, you know, the the personal touch. Do you have people who are leading clubs and, you know, how, oh, how does it become personable and different from just going to, uh, you know, on demand? You've got the vision. You're asking some really great, cool questions. I'm very grateful for that. So, yes, the, the, the vision is that once a month, I will have an industry expert leader to do whether it's a live Q&A or some type of presentation in the e-commerce club, the branding club, the marketing mm-hmm. club. Again, I'm thankful for my journey because I can call on some great, awesome people, Kutulanu, that has great experience and great information to share. So every month, all of the clubs will have those industry experts and those the ability to just um, just get that information and some of that testimonials and experiences. I think we're different from anybody like LinkedIn because we're, we're really being inclusive and we're really kind of creating this community that allows you to connect not with the entire community. But you just connect with, if you're doing e-commerce and branding, and you really need just to connect with that, with those are the people that you can absolutely connect with. One of the key things that the E100 Club has is that we have it all in one marketplace, one place. Right. Because that was another thing that was really hard and a part of my experience. If I wanted to do get some information on social media or e-commerce or branding or marketing or, you know, um, I wanted to find all of this information in just one place. Right. Yeah, just because it's wild out there, huh? <laughs> one place where I can just say, that's what we offer. We offer whatever you need. We're aware of the economical changes that happens around business landscape on a daily basis. The E100 Club is there to arm you with the tools, the information and the skills and knowledge that you need to be able to stay abreast and stay forward with the ever so evolving moving times of what's going on in the business landscape right now. Shades and Layers is a global storytelling platform for Black and other women of color in business. This episode features the story of five-time CEO Jennifer Dyer, who has so far outlined alternative sources of capital and how she plans on helping entrepreneurs to keep their skills up to date with her platform E100 Clubs. Now it's time to find out how she ended up where she is today, and we will also get into the Shades and Layers rapid fire. So you are so passionate about all the things that you do, and it explains why you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> so, but <laughs> but I'd I'd like to get more into your personal journey, and I know you have a, you had your beginnings in radio and television. So, can you can you just you know do a summary of uh, where you've come from and what led you to being an entrepreneur? In the first place, was it a stumble upon or something that that was more deliberate? 
So when I started, I wanted to be nothing else but a television presenter and a producer. Mm -hmm. That was my entire passion. And I went into that journey at a very early age. And I got so many doors shut. No, 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 no. I was in the United Kingdom. At the time, there was only one black man on TV, on the news. We weren't like America that had people that looked like me. Uh Uh-uh. They had nobody that looked like me, like no one. And I was going through this whole process that probably took me about, I would say, three and a half years to crack. And I never stopped every day, sending showreels, making showreels, calling people, going for interviews. It was a whole thing. I wanted it so badly. And it reminded me, as I look back on it now, it's the same as the VC. It was a very close-knit, who-you-know type of cookie cutter Mm -hmm. industry. But I thought to myself, well, if I just give up, that's what I want to do. So if I just give up, then what is the meaning to my life? So then I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to have to find my own path. I'm going to have to find another option. Clearly, I'm not going to be engaged. So I thought and I found another option in Christian music mm-hmm. and just like the Christian world. And I was going to the United States to be doing things around mega churches and pastors and all of the great music that was coming out. Like you had Christian rapping and R&B and it was just like not here in the UK. Mm. So I started to bring this footage back and started to expose it and license it. And I became the expert. Oh, wow. And license it. All right. Yeah. Christian contemporary music. I then started to go to Cannes and license. I was doing these beautiful little packages that could be for news inserts or could be for, you know, um, just different areas of the industry. And before you know it, doing all of that, I was in offer a show on Channel 5, one of the main terrestrial networks in the UK. And uh, it was only supposed to be a pilot. And I ended up staying there with them for seven years. Fantastic. And that was absolutely awesome. But what that did, Kutalanu, was show me. So when I came into now... And so out of that, I set up my own production company. That was was my entry into my entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be able to own things and be in control of things. And uh, they had to hire me through my production company, blah, 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 blah. And as I continued down that road and started to expand into technology and needed investment, I realized, okay, when I got my first no going down that traditional route, I just said, I'm not going to do this again. I spent five years trying to get into this (laughs) industry with no's. And I had to go and make my own seat at the table and find another option. So I'm going to do the same thing. At that point, I had a beautiful, very grateful I am to this day. The network that I had around me at that time allowed me to explore another option. And that's how I first got my investment from a high net worth individual. And I've just never stopped. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's my story. Oh, that's Girls really amazing. Girls and boys, as we're out there listening to this, just <laughs> don't give up. There's always another option. If that's your dream and your passion, you can't lay it down for anyone. You right. can't lay it down for the system. Mm. You can't lay it down for inequality. You can't lay it down for the unfair way that certain communities are tricked. No, you cannot. We've got to continue to push and fight forward because that's the only way that we're going to make a market stay together. Mm, mm. 
So how did you become this resilient? I think just because of all of the hardship and all of the no's and all of the pushback and all of the you can't do it and all of the negative and all of the lack of support. To me, the only way I'm going to be able to overcome it is to be able to be strong enough to do it. That's the first thing. You can survive those waters. You're going to find a way out and you're going to survive because a lot of us don't survive those waters. And I get it. I kind of really fell down and stood still until I had to refocus, get a new perspective and come back into the fight and continue right. forward. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just think it's all the negatives and just what the journey, my journey has been that just given me the resilience that I've had. It's just like, no, yeah. no, no is yes to me. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. Do you mean not yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> not now, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who... Uh, some of the people who have been supportive in your journey. I know you said you raised finance from um, a uh, high net worth individual. But, yeah. you know, those coaches, mentors and people giving you courage along your journey, because as we know, nobody does this alone. Right. So, yes. Yeah. OK, so th first of all, I, I guess there's two categories. There's categories like the influential, the, the, those are a little bit more affluent and influ influential. Mm -hmm. So um, I had the opportunity, Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's father, right. was a great mentor. Oh, great, wonderful. awesome mentor. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and I even, I mean, I don't want to sing this song, but I'm going to say it for Beyonce. She's just the most beautiful, gorgeous person in the status that she is when I met her many years, many, many years ago. And she was actually filming something and she had to do this shot about 58 times, literally. Whoa. And she did it with such a smile, with such grace, with such beautiful patience to her whole crew that it just gave me a completely different perspective on her just as a human in her craft. Beautiful. So Matthew Knowles was very, very influential for me. And then I've come across just sort of like other better name names that some of your audience would know. Um, Damon John, again, just great and just awesome and just such a strong entrepreneur and so giving with his time and what he's done and um, has been another um, great mentor to me. Um and then there are just um, just a number of beautiful people mm. that may not be as commercially known, right. but are just fighters that have found a level of success and have just proven to be so impactful in their industries and their communities that I've been able to lean on and tap into that has championed me and, you know, uh, cautioned me when I needed to be cautioned right. and just uh, uh, pushed me when I need to be pushed and picked me up when I've fallen. Um, right. There are so many people that have achieved a certain level of success and they're just like still so unhappy, still so unfulfilled, like where is here? Do I feel like I'm? No, here is just continuing to unfold and um, be a part of the world, be a part of the journey of people wanting to find purpose. And Wonderful. I don't think that ever stops. And that's not measured by money. I don't think it's measured by houses and cars and sure, all of those sure. other privileges. I really don't. I think it's just measured by 
peace, joy, heart, and what you're prepared to still give and how available are you still going to be for the ordinary Joe? Sure. That, to me, defines success. That's lovely. Yeah. So it sounds like you've lived a few lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> and still living. And still, and still oh there's still more to come. <laughs> yeah. oh but goodness. if you had to summarize it in a memoir, uh, so oh far, what, what would you call it and why? Oh my God, that is such a question. I love you, Kutulana, do it, dear girl. <laughs> You're not going to get rid of me. I'm going to stay connected to you. I just love your flow and how you think. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's so awesome. Um, oh, okay, so I've got to say this right because I don't want it to sound crazy. <laughs> but I don't want to make anything up. I want to be really authentic and really real. But at the same time, I want there to be clarity in what I mean by this. My memoir, if I had to write it, I've always had something. It's called From the Pit to the Palace. Ooh. And it's a story, and I got it from Joseph, from the Bible. Right. Um, Joseph. Yep. Who was abandoned by the family, yep. who just went through so many different segments and aspects of it accused sold into slavery then accused of wanted to sort of rape someone ended up in prison Mm -hmm. i mean he just had a dream he just had a dream and he told his brothers that he just had a dream and that dream was not reciprocated it was not appreciated it was not received and it caused his life for the first 30 odd years of his life to be just horrible Mm. and unfair and he went through so much but part of that dream was that he was one day going to be in a position where he was just going to be able to help his community and help that nation and provide it weren't anything about being in a palace because like I'm a king or a queen right right. it was about just being in an order and a position where you could really help. And of course, when we all know what happened with Joseph, he was that man of many dreams. He had dreamed of his first vision. And when he was in prison, he had other visions and dreams and Pharaoh was going through what he wanted to go through and asked who could interpret the dream. And it was Joseph. And he ended up in that palace, second command to Pharaoh in a position where he was able to provide the solution to nations dying yeah. because he was able to say like fill your barns with this this is what we need to do here this is what we need to do there to be able to keep ourselves healthy and safe and to continue to grow this generation my memoir would be the pivot to the palace because i feel like my journey Whilst I will never align myself with the great Joseph, that's not what I'm saying. So guys, no, please yeah, don't. But... <laughs> but it's just a journey yes. of real struggle, real battle, real fight, real grit, and what it takes to keep seeing your vision as you're going through that. Keep seeing it when he was being accused and abandoned and just uh, set aside still see the vision 
How do you do that? And then when you come into that place, because you've, you've stood that test of time, you've, you've, you've applied that resilience and that faith, and now you're in that place. Joseph could have done so many things. He could have just become so involved. He could have just become so negative. He could just become so full of ego. Mm-hmm. But no, he took the position and was really able to contribute and save that nation. I'm not saving a nation. If I, through my struggle or journey, can just impact and save one person, which is my palace moment, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Even if it's just one person I touch. So that's what the memoir would be, from yeah. the pit to the palace. <laughs> and if you took that memoir and turned it into a film, who would oh you my, pick? My. <laughs> who would you pick for the lead actress? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an actress. <laughs> I don't care. Like you're gonna have to get involved somewhere because you just come at me. <laughs> I'll produce it for you. You're great. <laughs> you, you will have to. Can I just say for a second? Um, I'm I'm just so in awe, enamored by you. You're 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 just so quiet, but you're so powerful. Well, thank you. And if tonight, you know, while you're cooking all your many different dishes at the same time in your kitchen, <laughs> and you had to invite a famous black woman over for dinner, who would it be, oh and God. why? <laughs> Oh, I love you. Oh, my gosh. Living or dead, yeah. Who would it be? Do you know who I think I'm? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Do I have to say? But this is just, can I just be honest and truthful? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I only, my gosh. I think, okay, okay. Everyone can say, oh, my gosh. It'll be Michelle Obama. Yes. And let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Girl. How did you become the first black lady, the mm-hmm. first black wife? of the president of the biggest free world country in the how did you do that with such grace elegance patience love how did you do that you've never you there's not a handbook no that was ever going to tell you how to be the president's wife as a black woman you shined for us you shined for the united states of america and That's resilience. That's a pit to the palace moment. That's a moment in time that, how did you do it? What did it take for you to do it? So that's why I would invite to dinner because when that happened, boom, 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 like that, I mean, you can always plan it, but being in it and having to switch it on, what your life was then is no longer now. (laughs) It's not something that you can put on your little sticky papers on your fridge and say, well, this is what I'm going to do. There's no sequence of events. (laughs) There's no sequence of events. It was just, I mean, in it and you just, you you, you want it. And I will forever be intrigued. I will. I've always been intrigued and I've always been just honored and just so inspired by that. That was just amazing as a black woman, insane. Yeah. She For is example. amazing. So that yeah. is that is all from me in terms of the interview. Is there anything else that you'd yeah. like to touch on yeah. that maybe we haven't <laughs> spoken about? Awesome. Oh my gosh, not at all. All I'd like to say to your audience is that if you are out there and you are interested in sharpening your skills, learning a new skill, wanting to just stay afraid and on trend with your business or your career, check out the E100 Clubs. And that's with an S on the end, mm-hmm. clubs.com. 
have a look around and just uh, see where you land there. And all I want to say is it's been an honour and privilege, Kitalani. I want to stay in touch with you. Um, you're really inspiring. I love what you're doing, making a difference, because yes, you are. <laughs> and um, I'm just very grateful and thankful. And I'm grateful to you too, Jennifer. Thank you for sharing your story. Thanks to you for listening and supporting Shades and Layers. If you want to learn more about Jennifer's work, then please go to the show notes. And if you like this episode, please spread the love and share it with a friend. I'm Kudluanos Kosana Ricci. And until next time, please do take good care.